Hello and welcome back to the Silver Spring and Roll Podcast Network. This is I Love Basketball. I'm your host, Sabrina Merchant, joined by Raj Chabalu. Raj, you and I were going to wait for the Warriors game to end before we started recording. Um, mm-hmm. I guess it ended at halftime. <laughs> what <laughs> happened today? Yeah, Memphis came out uh, with a lot of sense of urgency, with mm-hmm. like they need to win this game, and the Warriors realized they have a home home game left. So mm. that's basically what happened. Yeah. No John Morant. You distribute Dylan Brooks shots around, plus you get <laughs> the lazy defense from the Warriors, and Memphis becomes a buzzsaw. They hit every shot. Tyus Jones, you know, getting in his Jalen Brunson bag and like he's unstoppable getting to the rim. I love Tyus Jones. I love this Memphis team. Honestly, they should be. I know it's not how the playoffs work, Serena. I know that. But <laughs> when you go back and watch these games, game one to me, they sh- should have won. Honestly, game four, I think they should have won. We can they say all of up. these things about the Celtics, too. Like the Celtics might have already won this series, frankly. But hey, but they're the Celtics. There, yes. <laughs> there's one thing you said that I want to just zone in on real quick. Um, you said Memphis okay. came out with a sense of urgency. Yeah. And I want to ask you, Raj, when was the last time you saw the Lakers play with a sense of urgency? I thought opening night they had it. Like I thought, <laughs> I thought, you know, when we went up like 15 on the Warriors opening night, I thought we had a sense I of urgency. I thought we had it too. Yeah. <sighs> Somehow. Every week since the offseason has started, you and I have managed to work in a reference to Lakers opening night back when we still had hope. Um, Warriors yeah. are playing. So it, it you know, it, it relates. Playing, it is something to relate to. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, our disappointed disappointment started fairly early on during this Lakers season. And yes. uh, another person whose disappointment was palpable this Lakers season was one Jeannie Buss, who gave an interview to Bill Plaschke yesterday or over the weekend that was, you know, the contents of which were released yesterday about, um, you know, her feelings about this Lakers season, what she's going to do to rectify the situation. Um, I know Alex and Alex talked about it yesterday on Taco Tuesday, so I don't want to belabor all of those points again, but Bill Plaschke with this gold mine of material, having talked to Jeannie Buss for what appears to be a significant interview has made the rounds and is talking about all of the extra information that didn't quite make the article. So he talked, who was it to Doug Gottlieb? Was that what it? Doug Gottlieb. Mm-hmm. Doug Gottlieb for about 15 minutes. Um, and Raj, bless you. You watched the whole thing. I, I couldn't stand to listen to Doug, Bill Flashy or Doug Gottlieb for that long. <laughs> I got to tell you. Uh, so let's, let's do this. I mean, what, what as Laker fans, should we be wary of that Bill Flashy was talking about in this interview? Let's start at the top. Well, uh, Serena, like I think most radio interviews like this are pretty short usually, but you know, mm-hmm. they went for 15 minutes. Was That's like multiple commercial breaks. <laughs> yeah. And it was just straight through. So I'm honestly not, how, not sure exactly how it worked. I listened to it on the site. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, this Bill Plaschke does a, does some things that a lot of people do. They blur the line between, you know, opinion and mm-hmm. what he's reporting from his interview with the owner of the team, <laughs> you know? So there's a lot of stuff there that's blurred. I think, you know, the most interesting one, is we just went through a timeline, right? Where, you know, Jim Buss put himself on the clock and he's like, mm-hmm. you know, we have a timeline and Jeannie was smarter to, than to do that. But, you know, Plashley, again, this is blurring the line between opinion and, and fact, but he said, you know, Rob Palinka is on like a one-year timeline. Like he, mm-hmm. he has this year to prove it. And I think that's interesting. I think when you start putting timelines on people, you get interesting uh, things going on. And then he made it, you know, so the reports came out. Magic Johnson is obviously uh, a guy who's giving information. 
I think the most interesting part to me, though, Samir, I want to ask you, is the Linda Rabmus stuff actually getting to Genie Bus? Like, <laughs> I still feel like, you know, Twitter is a more smaller space in terms of most social media. But the fact that, like, Linda Rabmus's involvement being an issue, actually, that problem actually getting to Genie Bus as information that fans are upset about. I think that's interesting. You know, like, that's a that's something that she had to address. And and Plashti again brought that up um, and talked about, you know, how. Uh, Linda Ram and she said Linda Rambis has no involvement in basketball decisions which again what is she doing there but like <laughs> but but, uh, but yeah I think you know that was mostly the major parts and you know he gave his opinion on how he thinks LeBron should be traded and again that's all stuff that I'm sure is Plashley's opinion at least it should be so what a we're gonna get more of these obviously it's just you know it's interesting to hear Jeannie Buzz come out it's probably the first like one-on-one interview to come out from all of this yeah, so let's start with the Linda of it all. Um, that was something that also made the print column in the LA Times mm-hmm. was Jeannie having to answer for what Linda's role is in the organization. And she said that she that Linda advises Jeannie on certain things and that she uh, connects with the players after they have signed with the Lakers. So it seems like she's sort of an LA liaison, like she helps their families settle yeah. or, you know, that's sort of the sense that I got from the, the piece itself. But um, I also thought it was interesting that she felt the need to defend Linda's involvement right. in all of this, because I'm sure that there are people who have roles similar to Linda Rambis on every NBA team. Like a guy gets traded midseason, who's going to help him find a house, who's going to help his kids find a school. Like all of those things are matters that a team helps you with. And I'm sure there's a certain person that is generally responsible for that mm-hmm. sort of transaction. Um, my issue is that we've heard that Linda Rambis is sitting in on coaching meetings. Is that like some, like not meetings, but like meetings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, wasn't she present at like some coaching interview or something? Like, I personally don't care if she wants, if Jeannie wants to have Linda around and thinks it's helpful to have a confidant there. And that, I don't know, maybe Kurt's more comfortable if Linda's around and everybody's just one big happy family and they're working together, whatever. But the fact that she felt compelled to like, talk at length about Linda's involvement because I think like there's a solid chunk of quotes that are about Linda Rambis in this piece um (laughs) and it's very very weird to me that uh she I don't know like came to the defense like she could have easily just said you know Linda Rambis doesn't have a role in basketball operations that's it like she'd have to say it's funny to me that people are questioning her role or anything like that like if if you are aware of the conversation around her, then like do something about it. Don't just <laughs> don't just say I'm going to keep doing what's happening and everyone can just I don't know. Um, I'm I'm just glad that this is like an incredible example of female friendship that has stood the test of time over very many years, and uh, they can you know even work together now that like Jeannie's not dating Phil, who is good friends with Kurt and yada yada yada, but um. I would just prefer not to have to mention Linda Ramis's name on this podcast yeah. that much more often. And yet here we are doing that because she just keeps coming up. But uh, I guess we can go on to the second thing, which was um, the implication that Phil Jackson is interested in trading LeBron James and refocusing the team around Russell Westbrook, which well, also, well, so again, this was blurred because obviously yeah. that was reported, but then mm-hmm. Plashley made it clear that in his opinion as well, he wants LeBron traded. And, I, and this is, I wrote this down, Sabrina, to make sure I didn't miss this. Yeah. So LeBron can go help another team win a championship and the Lakers can get a, a head start on a rebuild. That's a real thing he said in this, in this audio interview. Like it's, 
it's insane. Again, this is an LA reporter, a guy who, uh-huh. you know, who's grew up a Laker fan. And again, also he brought up that the bubble year championship is tainted. Like I hate that. Just a, a, mm-hmm. just a bunch of things that's just crazy to hear. But yeah, hearing the LeBron trade. So the, he, he said the Lakers should start over um, so they can rebuild and trade LeBron so he can go help another team uh, go to win a title. What? Like how, again, these are stuff that is blurred between Look, opinion as far and- as I can tell, the only thing that was unsustainable about the bubble was TJ Warren's play. Everything else has held up over the next two years. Okay. Uh, the only know, example, the only example, use. like the bucks needed a real playmaker. They went out and got one. Okay. That was a, a weakness that was showcased against the Miami heat and they fixed it. The Miami heat turns out pretty good basketball team. You know, yeah. they look like a pretty good one. Um, Nicole Jokic, Denver Nuggets, pretty good team, turns out. <laughs> uh, all of these things, the Phoenix Suns winning those eight games, pretty good basketball team. All of these things that happened in the bubble have borne out, I think, pretty well. It's not like it was just one random anomaly of things. Um, so I really am just disenchanted by the fact that people do not regard the bubble title as a real title. Apparently, top of the list is Rob Palinka does not regard it as a real title for all the changes he has made to the Lakers since that year. But Forget the forget the bubble talk for a second. Um, the, Le- the LeBron part because I think this is important. Um, mm-hmm. Jeannie really pledged her loyalty to LeBron, from what I understand in this interview. She says that yeah. she continues to consult with LeBron, although Clutch Sports is not running the Lakers, and all decisions come back to her. Which I love that. Of that course. is exactly mm-hmm. the kind of accountability you want to hear from the leader of an organization. Right. I found it interesting that there was no mention of Anthony Davis being consulted as far as the leadership in these decisions. Uh, if there is a, there is a star hierarchy in LA. And I used to think that LeBron and AD were, you know, operating hand in hand at the top of it. I do not believe that is the case anymore. I think AD has lost his place on that perch. Um, Russell Westbrook, obviously not even in the discussion, although he was mentioned in terms of, you know, Jeannie saying that it's way too early to talk about trading him because we hire a coach first, which I do think is the correct order of operations to be perfectly honest. Yes. So another good thing that Jeannie said, but you can't trade LeBron James. (laughs) Like, Let's just put that out there. No, of course not. Cannot trade LeBron James. One, you're never going to get equal value. It's never going to happen. Like, The Pelicans can say, yeah, we got great value for Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis is not LeBron James. <laughs> LeBron James is one of one. Okay. You know who else never got traded? Michael Jordan never got traded in his NBA career. They get to choose where they want to play. They have earned that right. We are the franchise that tailors everything to the stars. There is no bigger star in the NBA than LeBron James. As long as he wants to be a Laker, he will be a Laker. I don't even know why that's a point of discussion. Why Phil Jackson would even entertain that idea. Why the Lakers would even entertain that idea. He's a Laker. He signed with the Lakers. He signed an extension to stay with the Lakers. He showed more commitment to the Lakers than he did in the second stint to Cleveland. In his stint in Miami, he showed more commitment to the Lakers. I, I, I don't not just know. not just that he won here so yeah. like he won a title here and a real Plasky, life championship <laughs> a real life championship and Plasky's whole point about this is you know he's and, and Doug Gottlieb said that you know uh, LeBron's not connected with LA and you know Plasky went off on a huge point about I, I agree and he said uh, I don't care if he passes Kareem you know he's just not a Laker and that's just not true is he connected it, to Miami like what, what does that <laughs> even mean He's, He's only like, connected to Ohio. I'll give you that. 
Right. And, uh, you know, Laker fans, they care that you win. And LeBron's won here. Um, mm-hmm. If you go to games, he's loved at games. Like, it's like there's a there's definitely a connection here. And like we talked about. He's extended. So all that stuff is just that's all noise to me. So really the, the main point. So for me, like when I look at stuff like this, why do we want to hear from Genie Bus? Like, what's the whole point of us hearing from Genie Bus, right? As fans, like, what would I want to hear? We got the accountability, right? Mm-hmm. But you knew she would at least take some blame for it. And, you know, the title of the article is Genie Bus is not happy. Well, obviously, she's not happy. I mean, I would hope she's not. I happy. would hope she's not happy. Yeah, I would uh, uh, hope that in some way with that kind of bad season. But like, we want to know what is the basketball structure, right? Who is making decisions? I want to ask you, Sabrina, did we learn anything about that through these? Like, to me, when I listened to this, again, I listened to the 15-minute, you know, radio hit that Flashkey did, who's the only guy who's spoken to Genie one-on-one from right. this. And then you read the article. I get a round table of, of Kurt Rambis, Rob Plinka, Magic Johnson, and, and Phil Jackson. Like, I, mean, I At least I, we got some confirmation that Magic and <laughs> Phil are in the room. Like, that's what I learned. I don't know if that's better or worse. I'm not sure if that's better or worse, but it's clarity. Okay. You know, it's clarity. <laughs> Yeah, but I feel like I didn't learn what I wanted to learn. Like, I want to know that, okay, Magic is like, yeah, she sometimes like texts Magic. Hey, do you like, are you, what do you think about this? Like, that's fine as a confidant. It sounds like he's in these rooms. It you sounds know, like with- he's just as involved as he was when he was the president of basketball operations. <laughs> exactly. And then also Plashki says, again, I don't know if this is opinion or if this is mm-hmm. what is real, but he's the one that spoke. He said, I think Jeannie would take Magic word over Rob. Which oh, dear. Which is, you know, it's a strong statement to make for a guy who's left the organization two years ago. Rob has, a, a, you can, you know, come with the, the moves that Polinka has made, but he's won a championship under the moves he's done. It's just, I don't think I learned what I wanted to learn from this. And it was great hearing Jeannie speak out on, you know, on the record. But I don't know if I learned, you know, what I wanted to, especially as a fan. I, I feel more confused as ever as who's making decisions. There's those four and then it's clutch on Zoom. Like, I'm not sure <laughs> where the decision making is coming from. Yeah, I, I'm not confused. I'm just disappointed. Um, okay. I'm disappointed that a man who quit on Genie Bus on live television on the last day of the regular season still has a relationship with her that is as good as it has ever been. How in the quote? world is that possible? Like, bless your heart, Genie Bus, for having this capacity to forgive. I get that. I'm happy that you and magic are still this brother sister type thing that has existed, you know, since Dr. Buss, you know, brought him to the Lakers, but you don't need to bring him back to the team. He quit on the team. He didn't want to do the work. Don't let him have a say like that is mind boggling to me. And I know we've talked about this before. I just feel compelled to bring it up again, because again, game 82, he says, you're going to want to stick around for this. I have an announcement. And blindsides everyone. Like, I, you remember that day. It was the weirdest day. Like, no one knew what was happening because he just decided he didn't want to do the work anymore. And so if somebody doesn't want to do the work, why do you trust their opinion? I don't get that. Yeah, sure, be friends with him, whatever. But, like, this is a, a business that you're running and you want people who are invested and willing to contribute and put in the effort I'm not sure that Magic Johnson is that guy anymore. And also the fact that she's consulting with Phil Jackson. Okay. That's the one. Again, Mm. like great that you guys have maintained a friendship after the romantic relationship ended. What I'm learning is that Jeannie Buss is loyal to a freaking fault. (laughs) And once she is your friend, she is always your friend. Right. 
Uh, but not the way to run a business. <laughs> like you don't just bring all your buddies around to a little round table and say, Hey, uh, should we trade Russell Westbrook? <laughs> like, what do you think we could get for him? It's what does Phil Jackson know about the modern NBA? The Knicks were an absolute tire fire. Like we yeah. know that he has a bad relationship with clutch and LeBron James. He said some terrible things in public about them. I mean, I just don't understand the credentials. Like we complain about Kurt's credentials. Sure. But he's, I guess he's been around at least, you know, yeah. like he actually seems to participate in the decision-making process and like the, the runnings of the front office, whether you and I like it or not, he, he does seem to be like actually working you know, involved. Not, not, yeah. Not like, yeah. Involved. Like he's going to the office every day and showing yeah. up and, you know, being the presence. There's no chance. Phil Jackson is doing any work, any research. Like my guy probably doesn't even have a television in Montana for six months of the year. How is he keeping up with the modern NBA? I I'm losing it. Raj. Like why are these things happening? <laughs> yeah. See again, that's like, I, I feel more confused. I feel like I got more questions and answers here because I, I and again, Jeannie Buss saying she has the final say. That's great. You know, as most owners do have a final say, mm-hmm. Rob Palinka just did a press conference. He said all basketball decisions go through me. So yeah. that like, <laughs> so like, That's I'm a really I'm, good point. <laughs> so I want to, so, and I don't think Jeannie Buss interferes with basketball decisions. Like, and she's been open about that. She says mm-hmm. she lets the basketball people do the basketball stuff then where's the final say coming from? Because, okay, those are organizational decisions maybe, but the Westbrook deal, like Plashke, again, opinion or versus, you know, Jeannie's thoughts, but he says uh, that was a LeBron trade. And that's just from Plashke in, in the interview. So that's a LeBron trade, but Rob is going to take the heat from it. Again, it blurs the line. Is that Jeannie's thinking? Is that, yeah. you know, or is that just Plashke, what he thinks, or is that source material? I have no idea. It's just a running long interview, so I really, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not really sure. Uh, but yeah, that, that's the part that kind of, he se- made it seem like Rob had the hottest seat. While Magic Johnson, uh, Phil Jackson, Kurt Rambis can kind of just sit on a really cold, I guess, chair for the whole year. Well, because because none no- of them have actual jobs. <laughs> like there is nothing for them to lose. <laughs> You can't be problem. fired from an amorphous position that you just come in and show up and talk to Jeannie when you feel like it. I guess Kurt technically has a role. I mean, um, I believe we've talked it's about not official, this on Slack right? before. There's no, there's no official title, is there? I don't think. Rob Palinka is the president of basketball operations and vice president. The, uh, and vice president. Sorry, he never and got acting. the president title that Magic got. Yeah. <laughs> right. So vice president and the acting general manager and whatever you want to you know, put the title on. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, you know, Jesse and Joey Buss, like there's no real official title on Kurt Rambis. So that's, I feel like I'm more confused. I, I'm not sure where the decision makings are coming from, but that's the most thing I got from there. And that Plashley really doesn't like LeBron. Like that was the main kind of uh, takeaways to me from his interview. Um, but I hope these are his opinions. Now that, that's a really good point about who gets the final say, because she says that she is accountable for everything that happens, but she doesn't right. interfere with basketball decisions. I guess that means that she is empowering Rob to make basketball decisions and that she will hold like ultimate responsibility because she hired him, I guess is how that works. Um, yeah, there did seem to be some insinuation of a one-year clock on Rob that if he doesn't get it right this year, then he's out. Yes. Uh, I can't see Jeannie firing Rob. Like I think she likes him more than she likes her brother. You know, just that, 
that last connection to Kobe, I can't see her firing him. Like he would have to walk away. And Rob okay. to me feels way too stubborn to walk away. Like he has supreme defiance just written all over him. <laughs> Who takes the fall then? Like it, it, let's say, hopefully this doesn't happen, but mm-hmm. next year, again, LeBron AD minimum contracts, you trade Russ for whatever oh, you can. God. Another, <laughs> well, I mean, this, the, this is the reality. This is I'm a realistic giving, possibility. This is, this is a realistic yeah. possibility. You can't find Austin Reeves every year. Like it's yeah. not easy to just hit on undrafted guys every single time. Uh, Miami has eight undrafted players on their roster out of 15, eight. Incredible. Incredible. Yeah. I want a Max Struess and a Omer Yurtsevin. Like, give me those guys. Could we play a Max Struess over a Duncan Robinson? Like, would we have a coach that would have the ability <laughs> to do that? Like, I'm both serious. undrafted. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's say this happens again. Who takes the fall if it's not Rob? You can't, again, like you said, can't fire Kurt Rambis because he's not hired. Uh, <laughs> can't fire Linda Ramos because she's not hired. Uh, she's Maggie not Johnson, basketball positions either. So yeah. Magic it's Johnson, not like she's the it's... assistant general manager. What are you talking about? <laughs> exactly. Maggie Johnson doesn't have a role. Sorry, Phil yeah. Jackson doesn't have a role. So you have Rob and then you have the two brothers who I don't think you're firing because they're head of scouting. So you yeah. can't really. The only thing them. that we do right. Yeah. The only thing we do right, which they're in the room now. I think that was interesting that Rob kind of brought them up in yeah. the first conferences and stuff. But where's the fall coming from? I think the answer is that LeBron just leaves because he's a free God. agent. He has to extend in August. Like, there's no way he lets that go into the season. That would be asked after every game. No? So, like, he's gone every game. through years of this, of that kind of speculation. And he just lets It'd it wash over here. him. He just lets it's- it wash over him. He is LeBron James. He's been dealing with this for eons since 2009. His free agency has been, since 2008, let's be real, has been a topic of discussion every, like, every season. So, it'd be different here, though. No, you don't think so? I think it would be worse, true, but I don't think it'd be that much worse to like stop LeBron from just controlling his own future. You know, like if he doesn't have faith in the brain trust, the Algonquin table of Lakers past and present, uh, like why would you extend with this team? I mean, according to Palinka, like he's part of the brain trust. Like, (laughs) So if Phil Jackson is in the room, you bet your ass LeBron James is not in there. That's a that's a good way to put it. Yeah. A room that Phil Jackson in is probably one that LeBron James is not in. He doesn't um, want to be in. Let's be clear. It's not that he wouldn't be yeah. invited. I don't think LeBron would want to be in that room. Right. LeBron is going to be talking about Lakers offseason decisions on the shop. Like that's what's going to happen. <laughs> He's going to be roundtabling with his own group on the shop. Not sure if that's better or worse than what we're having right now in our in our front office. It's a disaster. Well, it's fixable. It's fixable. I'll I'll remain on that. We there was 2019 was a tire fire as well. And it was. Yeah, it was a tire fire. Yeah. Yeah. Um not sure if it was there were signs of life. You know, we had the AD trade that was just, you know, on the horizon. That was a blessing. Yeah. We had, and, you know, a young two-way guard named Alex Caruso. <laughs> I'll, uh, I know they covered. Klung is really the spiritual successor of Alex Caruso. <laughs> he had a good, he had a good year. Uh, they, I know they covered the article a lot um, yesterday, but I thought it was interesting. The first quote from Junior Buzz in the article is about luxury tax, which 
you know, she defends herself in mm-hmm. paying over luxury tax. So that was interesting considering, you know, like one of the top two complaints of the year is that she didn't spend enough. Yeah. And, you know, the first quote in the article is, you hate to lose when you spend that much. So oh I God. thought that was interesting. To think that Jeannie, like she just comes off a little tone deaf to me here because on the one hand, she is accepting some accountability, right? Like saying like all of decisions sure. come back to me. Clutch is not representing the Lakers, but then she's also admitting that like, yeah, Hey magic. Remember that guy who just said, I'm not going to be here. Yeah. He's here again. Phil Jackson. Remember that guy who called LeBron like some vaguely racist terms? Like, yeah, he's here. Oh yeah. Linda Rambis. Like I know you people have talked about her. She's not going anywhere. Oh yeah. Uh, you know how you guys have complained that we're cheap. Like, I think we actually spent a lot of money. So. I guess they're the one good thing is what I took away the first time I read it going back mm-hmm. to it again. It's like, Oh, there's a lot in here. Not to like <laughs> a lot, not to like, <laughs> and to be fair, we don't know if the luxury tax is the first thing that, um, Jeannie talked about with Plashkey. Oh no. Yeah. But it is the first thing Plashkey chose to mention, which is, which is great. You know, I'm, I'm glad that he framed it that way. <laughs> Yeah, I thought that part was interesting. Um, so again, like just a lot in there. And I think Jeannie has good intentions. Like I, I don't think, you know, she, uh, and again, she talked about she's not selling the team, which I thought was pretty clear. Um, you saw a lot of fans talk about, you know, she should sell. I honestly think she's never, I don't know how you watch Winning Time and then come on and tell, you know, Jeannie Buss to sell the team. Like I just, not that Winning Time. I mean, winning she time loves is- taking pictures of babies in Laker care. Like why would you sell? Right. Not that winning times is super realist, the all real depiction. Yeah. But yeah, you watch that. I don't think Jeannie Buss is going anywhere. But it's interesting, like the Linda Russ, the Linda Rambis stuff getting to her, like that's that's all super that fast. Her, but not the, the luxury tax. <laughs> not that we didn't keep Alex Caruso. <laughs> right. No mention of Caruso in that, in that, oh, uh, in that article. Yeah. Um, but rough. But it's nice to see her come out and speak. I don't think she does that many, you know, one-on-one. I think she was willing to do it just because it's Bill Plaschke and they share similar sensibilities about the Lakers. I hope not. I hope they don't share, you know, similar sensibilities. Yeah. Um, no, nah, Jeannie definitely loves LeBron. Um, Bill clearly came does out not. Clear. Yeah, Jeannie loves LeBron. Jeannie wants to win with LeBron. I think that's clear. Um, and... Maybe this is her like saying, you know, the decisions come down to me. Like maybe this is her saying, yeah, I know LeBron wanted to trade for us, but at the end of the day, it's my fault that we traded for him. I, I don't know. Like um, it doesn't sound like she's blaming LeBron for anything, which she easily could, you know, <laughs> but it doesn't sound like she is. <laughs> also no mention of Frank, which is, you know, whatever. I guess he's no longer employed by the Lakers. So. He's always welcome back because we, you know, we, <laughs> we love <laughs> people who have once been on the Lakers. You can come Open back door. for a third stint too, as Dwight Howard has noted, you know, because Frank was a scout earlier. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then I guess the only, the last thing I had, I think, from the actual interview was uh, Doug Ogley asked him about Russell Westbrook and uh, if he was going to be traded. And he said, I thought he was until I believe the quote was like, until I talked to Jeannie was. And oh my I, God. Like, they want to, uh, I'm not sure if that's the exact way to put it. I have to go back and check. But he said, like, I, I thought that at first, but now I think they want to bring him back. Um, and work him uh, with the with the new coach and have the new coach work with Russ, which I Unless think is the more. The new coach is Scott Brooks. That's not happening. <laughs> That's who Doug Godley brought up. He said it has to be Scott Brooks. Uh, but oh 
I think that's just more public speak, right, Sabrina? That's just like I think they're trying to the rehab his value a little bit. Yes. Yeah. All those games were on television, sadly, but, <laughs> but uh, literally forty-three <laughs> games on national television. <laughs> well, yeah. quotes in a Bill Plasky article isn't going to do it. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, it it does seem to me that like they don't want to just push Russ out the door. You know, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think that it's tenable to keep him from a basketball perspective. So I would no. be surprised if he remained on the roster. Um, I, I just get so excited about these potential fake trades involving like Gordon Hayward. It's like, yeah, hell yeah. Bring that salary on. I would love to have Gordon Hayward. on the Lakers. <laughs> I see people complain about that. Like, oh, he only like played like 40 games. We were doing John Wall trades yeah. <laughs> five months ago. Like, stop it. <laughs> You can get Gordon Hayward. My wall does not look to be in the best shape from those IG pictures. Um, I haven't seen those. Turns no. out not playing basketball for two years is not great for the physique. Um, but yeah, I wish John Wall all the best. I've always been a big fan of his game. I, I just don't think he has it anymore. But I would love to be proven wrong on a, on a different team. He's going to be on the Clippers and just kill it as a backup point guard. No, with just the Reggie no... Jackson all over again. <laughs> With no like actual responsibility, just John Wall like as a plus. I think you know he'd be good as like a backup on the Clippers or something. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, rough summer. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, thank you for doing the Lord's work of listening to Don Gottlieb and Bill Plaschke talk for fifteen minutes. Um, I hope people enjoy our podcast more than that interview. Uh, you know, it's just a bare minimum to try to hit, <laughs> but. Not anything, a high else, bar. anything else you wanted to touch on before we leave today? Uh, I think that's it. Our teams are still alive, which is they really are. cool. I think Milwaukee Bucks uh, up three, two in the Eastern conference finals. <laughs> Suck it Celtics. <laughs> I think my Mavs can win a game six at home, push it I to seven. So. Yeah. So I think, you know, we have, we picked the right teams. Serena, I was, uh, we're, we're still alive here in this, uh, we're still in doing this race. It, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm just I'm hoping to get at least one game seven. We didn't get any in the first round. I would like to get at least one. Um, my hope is that it's a Philly Miami game seven. That's the one I want. Uh, okay, but we'll see. Yeah, Embiid's back, so that's nice. Yeah. Any any chance the the Grizzlies can push this to seven? I I need a my game seven. My pre series pick was Grizzlies and six, <laughs> so that obviously cannot happen. <laughs> no. But you know, I also took Celtics and six. So what do I know? Okay. Yeah. It's a fun series. I think, you know, jobbing out changes like the geometry of the basketball. It makes them a better defensive team. That's for sure. Right. And also the Warriors, I think they built their kind of offense around picking on Jaw. So it's kind of like a double. Plus, I think the Warriors are just a supremely arrogant team who does not (laughs) give a crap when your best players are not there. Like I'm watching game four and the only player who is trying hard for the Warriors is Andrew Wiggins because he hasn't won anything yet. And Wiggins, I thought, was great in that game. A lot of good rebounds, yeah. a lot of nice hard drives to the rim, good attention on defense. Everybody else was like, F it. Like, we don't need to try that hard. We can just turn this on at the end. And they did. They were right. But mm-hmm. the Warriors are really arrogant. I wouldn't be surprised if the Grizzlies had another double-digit lead early in game six. I don't expect them to hold on to it. But Me either. I don't think this is going to be easy for – not. I don't think it's going to, like, be a runaway for Golden State is what I mean to say. Sure. And Jordan Poole coming down from like 2016 Steph to like yeah. this, it, it helps. A, it helps a little bit. 2016 Steph is uh something else, man. Something else. 
special player. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, that has been today's episode of I Love Basketball. Hopefully we have happier Laker news next week. Uh, maybe some progress on the Kenny Atkinson front, another name on the Lakers coaching interview list. Um, but yeah, I just got to get this higher right. And then I'll feel much better about the rest of the off season. So, you know, not holding my breath. It's going to be a prolonged search as we talked about last week. So we'll, we'll get into that again next week, but uh, make sure you're subscribed to the silver skin world podcast for talking about the Lakers every day of the week. And we'll catch you all next Wednesday. Yeah.